and welcome to the latest episode of Optional Side Quest. It's Giorgio and Alex. Alex, how are you doing on this uh, post-Terminator Dark Fate review day? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up, really. Yeah, let's... Uh, yeah, so in case you, you guys didn't know, we're going we're gonna to talk about Terminator Dark Fate, which we both went to go see yesterday. Um, before we do that, I do want to make a quick observation. Um, when we were at the cinema yesterday, I don't think I've seen anyone consume as much liquid and food as you did yesterday. And props to that. I have to say, well done. Really? Do you, <laughs> you had a bag of you had a packet of sausage rolls, about three packets of crisps, and then some chocolate maybe something else and then what must have been a gallon of sunny delight well, i didn't eat all of the sausage rolls <laughs> well I, I didn't eat, I, I didn't eat, I, I didn't eat all of everything i, I mean I, no, I, was... <laughs> I was like shit man you are i mean fair to be fair though we were watching the movie at like quote unquote dinner time and i just had some snacks before i went out just to kind of tide me over so it was time to eat so <laughs> but i just wanted to bring that up <laughs> Um, before we talk about Terminator Dark Fate, I want to kind of really, really quickly just run through the kind of talent involved and then just just in case. So spoilers ahead for anyone that wants to go watch it. Watch it first then listen to us talk about it. But if you don't want to watch it, I'm gonna, we're going to kind of fill, fill, fill in some blanks so that you can listen and enjoy this podcast without necessarily having watched the film. But there are going to be spoilers. So be warned. Um, so, yeah, so just, just to kind of quickly run through. So this is the first Terminator movie to have James Cameron's involvement since Terminator 2. So it's kind of acting as a, as a sequel to Terminator 2. It's basically removing Terminator 3, Salvation, and Genesis from canon, I guess. Um, James Cameron didn't direct it, though. He produced it, and it was directed by Tim Miller, whose only other directing credit is the first Deadpool movie. Um, he did some work on Thor The Dark World as a second unit director, I believe. Um, he was going to direct Deadpool 2, but due to creative differences with Ryan Reynolds was taken off that project. So that's an interesting tidbit of information there that he was removed from Deadpool 2 um, for creative reasons. But we can, we'll unpack that a little bit more uh, shortly. Let's quickly run through the premise of the film. Um, it's the Force Awakens of the Terminator series. I think that's a first summary. <laughs> it's um yeah yeah. I, I can kind of kind of see that. It's Terminator Two, but instead of John Connor, who needs to be protected, it's a character called Daniela Ramos, who basically spoilers. Well, you know, I've already got that warning. So she she is basically the one that's going to be John Connor. John Connor. We're going to talk about that, but they're sent to protect this Daniela who's going to grow up to become the leader of the resistance against the machines. But because Skynet was destroyed in Terminator 2, the machines are, are, are risen up by an equivalent to Skynet called Legion. Uh, and then uh, the... the uh, should we just talk about it? Should we just go in? Fucking John Connor dies in the first minute of the film. Uh... <laughs> so okay okay so um uh, let's set this up so in in terminator 2 one t800 wasn't sent back to protect john john connor or kill john connor there, there were multiple terminators sent back to kill john connor one of them eventually caught up to sarah and john we have a cg edward furlong that gets gunned down by one of these terminators so Sarah Connor's kind of arc is basically she's really pissed and she hunts down Terminators. That's kind of her purpose for life. The Terminator who killed John Connor kind of gets a family and grows a conscience and ultimately helps them protect this Daniela Ramos character alongside Mackenzie Davis as, as kind of this Kyle Reese augmented protector. Um, so yeah 
that's kind of the plot, I guess. It's a retread of Terminator 2 with kind of some substitutions and, and things like that. And... It's worse. It's worse than they make it out, though. It's <laughs> it's a retread of Terminator One with elements from Terminator Two, Terminator Three, Salvation, and Genesis. Yeah. They've literally and Termin- picked yeah. bits. They've literally picked bits from the previous movies and smushed them together into this one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, before, before before we go into what we disliked about the film. Of which there's quite a fair bit, I think. And I want to talk about the John Connor thing in a little bit more detail. But what did you what did you like about the film? What what, what did you actually enjoy or, or think that was actually done well in this film? Let's be positive for a bit. Uh, okay, okay, positive, positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, to be fair, um, Linda Hamilton's good. Yeah, I agree. Arnold Schwarzenegger's good. Yep. And Mackenzie Davis is good. Yep. Uh, and the action is quite good as well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I agree with everything there. The action scenes were really good. I thought Mackenzie Davis was a worthwhile character introduction. Linda Hamilton, I was surprised at how good she was, actually. I thought she was going to be maybe, like, just not great. I don't know why, but for some reason, I just thought she wasn't going to be great. But she was really good. And Arnie was... Fantastic as always. It was great to see, you know, see him as that character again. Um, I actually thought, uh, I think the actor's name is Gabriel Luna, the guy who played the Rev 9, which was basically a T 1000 on steroids. Um, I thought he was good. I mean, I, I, he was basically a Latino Robert Patrick, uh, um, you know, bit he's... unassuming, very friendly to people when he's not stabbing them. I thought he was alright. I thought he was fine. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's flashes where he's like enjoyable. Like, there's a bit where he's like, "Oh, my whole body's a weapon." I was like, "Yeah, oh. I like that." Yeah, that was good. Funny because you know he actually is technically an entire weapon. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but there was so like there was very few actual bits of him, yeah. as it were. Like yeah, it was all kind of the CG. Yeah, kind of like I mean, he had a at few least moments te- of talking. Yeah, I mean, at least in Terminator Two, like there was a lot of sort of like Robert Patrick with like you know like a just asking questions. He's carrying around a photograph photograph of John Connor, isn't he? And, and yeah, stuff. like like they actually sort of like built built sort of like a bit of a character to the T One Thousand back in Terminator Two before I we suppose... go all kind of kill crazy in a way. Yeah, but I, I suppose with what works in Terminator 2 with Robert Patrick is because technology in the early 90s was so different, he needs to carry around a photo and ask people, so you get interactions that way. Whereas in this one, because it's modern day, and all you've got to do is log online, or like the Rev9 does, he just hacks into a server, and then he knows where they are, so it's kind of like, uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean and also most of like there's chunks of scenes where you see you see like him but it's you know just sort of like cgi stuff so it's kind of like you kind of like lose a bit of that in like interaction in a way yeah yeah and i all Uh, go on well i mean because i was going to say is like because minus probably five ten minutes worth of footage of him interacting with other people, it's basically just him sort of like breaking stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, whereas in like Terminator Two, uh, you see Robert Patrick like interacting a bit, a lot more with like other characters. So you kind of get a bit of a personality for him in a way. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I want to kind of, I mean, I want to start talking about. Before we can talk about anything else in the film, we need to talk about this John Connor thing a little bit more. Um, I don't... I'm not against John Connor being killed and then there's kind of this whole different thing, like doing something new. I'm not against that per se. It's I'm just against, uh, did the exact same thing again. <laughs> yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm against... Just like, to what end was it? Like, they kind of gave it a bit of a... Um, some meaning towards the end when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger sacrificed himself and he says that line for John. 
I kind of liked how they brought that around. That was good. But just the fact that they fucking shot John Connor like a punk with a shotgun in the chest within minutes of the film starting. And like, so this, I mean, this is like a film that's following on like from Terminator 2. It's ignoring all the other sequels, even though it copies from them. And so if you go and watch Terminator 2 now and you watch this two and a half hour masterpiece of a movie and then you write, fuck, yeah, that's great. Like, let's go and watch the sequel. And he fucking just gets shot instantly. It just just removes all of what made Terminator 2 amazing and just shits in its face. And it made me, oh, dude, I'm, I'm getting so angry about it. Like, give it a bit of an arc. Let it breathe. Let it do something. Like, do something cool with it. Or, like, don't even kill him off. Just say the time was changed. John Connor's chilling out. And, you know, maybe this is other resistance that comes through led by this other woman. There's a way you could have done it without killing him. And it is the most just, ah, oh, ah. Oh. You talk because I'm, I'm going to, my head's going to explode. Yeah, I mean, again, like, yeah, like, I agree with you. Um, they could have done it where you could have killed him off or sort of like removed him because, oh, well, Skynet doesn't exist anymore. So John Connor can run into the sunset and have a normal life or something. But then they can be like, but it, um, but like, even though I think Legion's like a terrible name because <laughs> it's like it's sounds generic so name. generic. Yeah. Um, like you could have done something like, okay, well, well, Skynet's um defeated, so uh, we don't need John Connor to be the leader of the resistance here. But there's this very similar thing, but you know the prophesized leader of the resistance against them is this what is this woman. Uh, so you could you could literally just be like, yeah, um, we're not chasing John Connor anymore because you know he he's not the one that is prophesied to like lead the resistance because well he's already defeated his you know bad guy which was Skynet yeah so and now we've got Legion who is the new bad guy because reasons <laughs> it's just when when she was kind of like saying like w- what Legion is. And I was like, it's fucking, you just described exactly what Skynet is. Exactly. Why even change it? Like, you just, you, it's offering nothing different. It's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Like, and just... then how, how, so you would assume Legion got the technology for the machines the same way Skynet did when they found um, the, the kind of the chip and the arm from um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator and Terminator 1. So you would assume that what some of these Terminators that Sarah Connor has killed, I guess, has came into Legion's hands, I suppose. And so it was just the same thing. But again, it just gets to this point where it just it doesn't follow Terminator 2. It's not a sequel to Terminator 2. It is Terminator 2. It just... I can't believe just... I was kind of talking to you, like, the, the, the phrase creatively bankrupt... There was just kind of no new ideas put into this film. And it was just the same thing again, but just not as good. Like this um, Daniela Ramos character who was, uh, who is this new John, John Connor. Like Linda Hamilton even says, she's John. Like, if it's, yeah, it's, I, I mean, it was, obvious, it was such a, like an unsubtle like. Shove it down your throat even more. It was like such an unsubtle like line that was just like, oh, okay, so she's literally just the exact same character, but female and yeah. Mexican now. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, at, at least yeah, just change it up a like at least. I mean, I th- I think this is a problem that a lot of like Hollywood writers need to like understand. It's like, oh yeah, we'll make this character like a woman now. It's like, yeah, but. You, you know, there has to has be something about them that sort of like makes them unique rather than just sort of like gender swapping them. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, nope, it's the exact same character, but female. And I'm like, okay, why am I supposed to care about that? And then they're like, because it's a woman. I'm like, okay. I, I mean, Give me something. I don't have any problems with that kind of idea, but she becomes the resistance leader. So, like, she, she's her. her 
character becomes John Connor, which is exactly the same. So it's not even something different. And what is worse about it is that I didn't enjoy the character. Like the the idea of it is fine, I guess, if it's not just a complete copy and paste. But just I didn't like the character. Like I'm sure the actress is fine. But Dude, I didn't she, like she, how... she, she, she did not fight. She, she was a terrible yeah. actress. She was I mean... terrible in this movie. That's well, sure. uh, okay. Yeah, she, she's she's terrible in this movie. I, I was getting like Jai Courtney like flashbacks from <laughs> Terminator Genesis. Like at no point in the film was I rooting for her, or was I like, yeah, she's going to be the leader. Like you can see it within her. And then yes, okay, maybe like you're not supposed to see it, but like at no point did I want or care that she was going to be this resistance leader i just didn't care um i cared for mackenzie davis's character so it's not me being a fanboy saying oh new character no no way it has to be the same yeah yeah it's, it's like, not Mac- like that yeah mackenzie davis was like actually like a good character i was like i was i was actually caring about her i didn't care about her mission but i cared about her <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and I, I i i literally threw my hands up in the air when i was watching this Daniela Ramos's character when they set up this trap for the ter- for the Terminator towards the end and she is basically acting as bait because that's the Terminator's mission and at one point she literally just flings her arms around and she's like hey look I'm over here I'm over here and she like I was just dude, I was baffled I was like how did that get shot and put in as an acceptable take it was awful it was like some kid waving at I don't know, some fucking dog to try and get them to bring back the stick it's picked up or something. It was just, it was weird. It was like, this is the great future leader of humanity. I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. I'm over here, I'm over here. I I, I was, dude, my eyes rolled so far. I'm being really negative. I wasn't going to be this negative, but as I've just talked about this movie, I'm getting more riled up. I, I mean, I, I I like when we did um the rankings of like the Terminator movies. I I put like Genesis like quite low down. Yeah. But at least for Genesis, I mean, I I think it's, of it like this. This film's made me rethink the sequels after after watching it. Like I know it's got probably the the most positive reviews, Rotten Tomato score, quote unquote. Um, it will be the lowest grossing Terminator film, but the reviews are better than a lot of the sequels after two. And people are saying it's the best Terminator sequel since two, which, okay, that's, you know, that's a fair thing to say, I guess. But after watching it, I'm like, no, it's not. Terminator 3, Salvation and Genesis had a lot more to offer than this movie. And that's really weird for me to say. I mean, I knock on three like a lot for basically being a not as good version of two. Yeah. Which and it's Which is and fair. it is it is. Yeah. But it still kind of mixed it up a bit by be like, oh, uh, this is you know your future wife. She's gonna help you with the resistance or thing. Like even I feel that like three was a more logical sequel to two. Yeah, like. I mean, but I, you know, okay, they killed off Sarah Connor through cancer, which was obviously a stupid choice, but. Everything else was kind of right. John Connor's older. It makes sense that the machines would send another machine back in time. You know, like this film is basically saying as well, Dark Fate. Which again, lends to the idea how Dark Fate just borrowed ideas from these other sequels and then removed them from canon. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going off the top of my head, it takes the concept of a female Terminator from 3. Um... Like, yeah, okay, Mackenzie Davis isn't, like, a Terminator Terminator, but she's extremely similar to the TX from Terminator 3. I did, just a quick note on Mackenzie Davis's character, sorry, just to, to your point. I did feel like she spent half the film writhing in agony needing an insulin injection. Like, you see, the problem with that is, like, I, I understand sort of, like, that she can't, like, fight for, like, very long. I kind of understand that. But... They, I don't know. Like, I, I feel they could have done it a bit, like, more entertainingly. 
Yeah, like, oh, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm crashing now. I'm, I'm just going to, like, fall asleep sort of thing. But the thing is, at no point when she was crashing, was there any, like, peril around? She just crashed after a fight, and then we have to kill time to get her medicine. But it's like, it's not like she's crashing in the middle of a fight, and then she's got to, like, really rally against, like, odds. Like, whenever she's crashing, nothing's happening. Yeah, like... And then I, she gets her medicine, for, and that's it. For some reason, I, I felt like it would have been better if, like... Like, like she's supposed to be augmentated and stuff. Like she she can sort of like fight for it like you know five ten minutes or something, and then like her power her power supply like not like stops her, but like she can't her like her body can't sort of take the same sort of punishment unless like the power supply is like recovered. So yeah. it's kind of like. It's like it's like in the in, it's like in um, the video games where you've got like you know you've got your uber powerful weapon and like you shoot off like about five rounds and it has to recharge, yeah. but um, before it recharges, it, you kind of it's kind of like useless. Yeah, I reckon it should have been like that because like you've always like you've got those games where you've got like the ultra powerful weapon and like you shoot you shoot off a couple of rounds and you kill like a whole load of bad guys, but you have to wait for it to recharge before you can do it again and you're sort of like running around like a headless chicken waiting for it to be charged I reckon they should have done something like that with her yeah yeah like you, you, you could argue it's like oh yeah um, I can't like and it's kind of like crashes like oh yeah I can't actually like you know take a bullet or <laughs> whatever like right now because my power supply is like recharging yeah, and then all of a sudden you've got a bit more, the stakes are a little bit higher, and you're like, whoa, you know, and then because we're already on her side because she's actually a really well written character and a really good performance. Yeah, and like um, she, she can still do stuff, like she can still shoot or like throw stuff, but yeah. she can't, she wouldn't be able to take as much like damage because the power, like the power for, to the sort of like augmentations isn't like full up as it yeah. were yeah for sure and I, I i mean i feel like i mean you know you were on a, a kind of different note you you know as we when we were building up to this film that i was kind of adamant i was like the has the soundtrack has to be on point it has to have the terminator theme like that was like really important to me like for me personally it was like having a star wars movie without the music and in a way, it's like these Jurassic World films without John Williams's score. Um, it kind of just removes a bit of the magic from them. So I was like, please, please have the theme. And it kind of did. It had the dun 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 dun, dun in a couple of points in the film. It had the actual epic emotional theme towards the end of the film, which was actually the best scene of the whole thing when Arnold uh, sacrifices himself. But other than that, the soundtrack was the most unforgettable, generic, bland action soundtrack I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I actually can't remember like any sort of like notable parts. No, from it. it was just standard chase music. Like you've got an iconic theme, like that's part of this franchise. Like use it, and it was just used at one point in the film, admittedly very well. But they could have used it so many more times. Like, when I think of the best, one of the best scenes in Terminator history, well, there's, there's two for me in Terminator 2. There's obviously the ending in Terminator 2 when Arnold goes down the, um, you know, the chain into the lava. But yeah. Then there's also the scene where he is basically fighting off this whole SWAT team when they come into the Skynet building. And he's like, he can't wound anyone. He's shooting them in the leg. But while he's shooting them, like, he's getting half of his face shot off. And it's like the most epic scene and the music's playing. Awesome, awesome. In this, it just didn't have that. It was all just action scenes, but it wasn't any emotional action except once at the end. Um, it would have yeah, just I mean, I, I, have noticed like that, that. I have noticed that the irony is that sort of like these legacy movies don't use sort of like the legacy music all that much. It's just kind of like, why wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, no, they don't. You're right. You're right, you're right there. I don't know why. It's, 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 you've got iconic music for a reason. Use it. Like, that's part of the f- reason, like, people go to these films or, like, they're, they're so well, well loved. Like, would Star Wars be as popular if John Williams' score wasn't in the original? No. And I guarantee you it wouldn't be. 
I mean, like, I, I, okay, I understand sort of like tweaking, tweaking it to try and sort of like do it for for a more modern audience. Like, yeah, I, I sure. get that. Yeah. I but agree. like, if you've got like a theme that if you, you play like five seconds of it, people will be like, "That's the Terminator theme. That's the Star Wars theme. That's the Superman theme or something." Like, yeah. I mean, people have been trying to like replicate that that Superman theme song by John Williams for like four, nearly forty years. Um, yeah. like Man of Steel tried it, didn't work. Well, Man of Steel just used the Man of Steel soundtrack was actually not too bad, but then in Justice League they just brought back the Superman theme. They were just like, "Fuck it." Yeah, that's <laughs> just... that's, that's what that's what I mean. It's like and Danny Alfin's Batman theme as well. They were just like, absolutely. They were just like, "Fuck it, let's just put it all in." Yeah, they were like, "Okay, well, we tried to do something like really grand and epic for these new iterations of these characters, and it doesn't work." Let's just go back to the ones that people know and instantly recognise. It just shows how bad Justice League is as well, that they bring back the themes for versions of the characters that aren't even in the film. But anyway, anyway. Uh, Yeah, Um, I mean, um, another thing, I mean, because off the top of my head, again, the most frustrating thing to me was how they basically just pinched stuff from uh, all the, ironically, all the previous like sequels that aren't supposed to exist now. So like they've they've stolen the female sort of like Terminator character from three. Yeah. They've stolen the sort of kind of look of of the TX for the Red Nine. Uh, sort of like uh, exoskeleton with exoskeleton with the thing. Yeah. With liquid metal on it. Yep. Uh, there's the bit with Grace's power uh power supply thing that they've kind of stolen from terminator 3 as well like right at the end yep. where arnie uses it to uses his to blow up the tx yeah they've got the <laughs> human augmentation thing from terminator salvation yeah uh and, and kind of genesis as well where john connor becomes yeah kind of... yeah actually yeah and they've stolen these all like oh timelines messed up because of reasons from genesis they've so. and they also they also copied from Ge- well copied whatever they, they they've used from kind of genesis where it's the domesticated arnold schwarzenegger living with a human yes yes i have actually but Re- at, at least that element as well i mean but at least in genesis it kind of made sense in a weird kind of way like like, like as weird i i can't believe i'm defending genesis here <laughs> um <laughs> But at least in that, he was like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to, like, fight because my mission is to protect you. So, logically, teach like, living with you and teaching you how to fight and do this, that, these, and those makes yep. sense. Yep. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, doing drapes would be sort of, like, something that would make sense for a Terminator's mission. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, guess I, we haven't I really... Mean, I will admit, I did laugh at domesticated Arnold in it, like, a little bit. Just... Uh, yeah, no, I did as well, but that's just Arnold Schwarzenegger's charm. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it is more the charm of Arnold Schwarzenegger than anything else. Like, you put, any, you put like, pretty much anybody else in the exact same, like, role, and you'd, prob- you'd probably just roll your eyes again. But because, yeah. it's, but because it's Arnie, and he, you, you sort of, like, have, we've, we've got kind of a, an attachment to him. And I mean, he, he is still charismatic at 72, which I, I think that kind of sums it up in a way. A 72-year-old man is still more charismatic than, you know, the supposed main character who's, like, 20. Yeah, and Linda Hamilton as well. Like, I was way yeah, more yeah, invested yeah, yeah, in her. Like, like, yeah. why, why, couldn't, why couldn't they just make Mackenzie Davis go back in time to protect Linda Hamilton? Like, okay, yeah, she doesn't need that much protecting, but, you know, you could have just had them two basically do exactly the same thing they were doing. Just remove Danny altogether. Lynn, Sarah Connor becomes the leader of the resistance because John Connor's been shot and killed. Why not just do it that way? Like, all of a sudden, that's just way more investing. Didn't even need to, need to do that. Um, I mean, because for me, what they could have done is just like, because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to sort of like, not do like kind of full-blown like, fanboy like plot or something. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. Or like they could have done the same sort of plot, but have it where John Connor's sort of like living 
you know, having like his own sort of like nice life because it's like, oh, well, I've defeated Skynet. I don't need to worry about being the leader of the resistance. Yeah. And, yeah. but like Sarah Connor is still sort of like kind of paranoid because she, she's had it affect her more like because of, you know, she's had to survive the first Terminator. She gave birth to John and then she was, you know, paranoid for, for those, all those 10 years. So she's been basically sort of, she's more paranoid about the future than John is because he's like, oh, okay, well, we've done yeah, this. He, he, it's, doesn't it's know fine. It. he hasn't seen the Terminator. Yeah. That's uh, all fine. And then you could have had it where uh, Mackenzie Davis comes back and she's like, oh, um, the, uh, the future's still messed up, but it's slightly different to what you're used to. We need to find Danny to protect her because she's the leader now. And it's like, and Sarah Connors can be like, wait, what? <laughs> and then sort of like explain it's like, oh well, uh the future gets messed up because of uh this new co- uh thing called Legion. And it's like and you know, tweak Legion a bit where it's like I mean, I guess you could say it's still essentially Skynet, but like with a tweak here or there just to, you know, differentiate it enough. And then so like her and uh, Sarah Connor and Grey sort of like team up to try and find Danny and then John Connor comes back because he's like okay well you know even though I know I'm not supposed to lead the resistance like in this timeline it's just like I've, my entire life has sort of like been sort of like built up to sort of like help the resistance so he can be sort of like an advisor kind of person in a way yeah I mean I can kind of see Maybe why they didn't want to have John Connor in the film as he was such as he's been basically such a focal point in all the Terminator 2 sequels and played by a different actor each time. So I can kind of see when they were just like, do you know what? We don't want to cast another person as John Connor. We can't use Edward Furlong because he's on meth somewhere. So I, I, I heard he's like, he's actually like, I supposedly he's actually like cleaned himself up a bit. Which... Can he act though? This is the thing. Can he be, can he act and put in a performance? Well, maybe I don't know about... like child actors sometimes they're not a good adult actor. I don't know. Maybe maybe he could, but maybe hey, they just he, he, he was he was good in American History X. And he what was he like... was good in American. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, I'm wrong. So like well, yeah, was... use Edward Furlong then. So th- then to me then already they didn't just decide they didn't want to just have another John Connor. They were just like, no, nah, fuck it, we'll kill him. And that, and then okay, and then that just turns my argument even more, saying fuck you, fuck you, Terminator Dark Fate. I think I think another thing was like they made such a big deal about like Edward Furlong coming back. Yeah, it's a CG version. That I I think a lot like for, for, I, I, maybe some other people as well. But I was like, oh sweet, like Edward Furlong's like cleaned himself up. I actually up. thought Edward Furlong. Yeah, I I genuinely thought Edward Furlong was going to be in it like properly, like even if just for a little bit, and he was kind of just going to be like, yeah, you know, I'm John Connor. I'm I'm kind of going to go away now. Like and then he just kind of goes and that's why he's out of the film. But like, just the CG. Vi- oh, I can't. I, I, I can't. mean, I I genuinely thought it was gonna be like okay, so Edward Furlong's cleaned himself up. He's like, he's managed to possibly like get himself into like acting shape and like he's gonna have like a small part in this movie to kind of show that he can still cut. He can still act and like he he might have like a you know a 10, 15 minute cameo where he helps out at the end of something. Even like, even though he's not like supposed to be the I mean, leader, even this then time. that's kind of weak and a bit fan servicey. But it's still better than what we got. And like, the I mean, just the legacy of the John Con- John Connor character was just shattered. I I like, like he he could have literally have passed the torch to like Danny. And yeah, like, yeah. Hey, like, I'm not supposed to be the leader this time round. You yeah. are because like way better, and it would have served the character more. Like the way again, just to to to, to your point, like. The way they serve John Connor's character is just, it just makes Terminator 2 just obsolete. And that's just, you can't do that. Like when Terminator 2 is the whole reason Terminator now has any kind of remote relevance in pop culture, it's because of that film. And this film comes out and dares, dude, it dares to just remove its legacy. I just can't believe it. I just cannot believe it. Whose idea was that? If well, it was apparent, James apparent, Cameron's, then I've yeah. got to kind of say, oh, you know, okay, it's your thing, you you decide. But if it was Tim Miller's idea or David Goya, 
and they decided to do it and whatever, then I just, I, I need to know, to, to form an argument, I need to know whose idea this was. Well, because... suppose, supposedly it was uh, James Cameron's to like kill him off, but I reckon if if he if he was the one that came up with the idea to kill him off, he probably had an idea to do something vastly different to what was done I mean, in the end. To, it's hard to speculate because maybe he did want it to done that way. Like I've seen, you know, I don't want to spoil glass for anyone, but M. Night Shyamalan makes some choices in that which fucking just shits on Unbreakable um, and, and things like that. And it's like maybe the creators just kind of don't have the connection to the characters that the audience has which i can see i i can maybe understand that because they're too close to it um but yeah i just I, I can't i mean what do you kind of make about arnold schwarzenegger's kind of character in this movie where he grows a conscience after completing his mission i mean i don't want to be that guy who picks plot holes but obviously in terminator 2 they remove his kind of chip so that he's able to learn Obviously, this Terminator hasn't had that done to him. He just learns naturally. Maybe it's because he completed his mission. The programming's changed. I don't know. Well, I was going to say, maybe like, maybe, maybe, maybe like, properly. the chip, maybe the chip automatically switched on or something, like, after he completed his mission. Maybe. But, maybe. like, But that's... show that. Say that. Yeah. You know? I mean, it could just be, like, or, or maybe the, this one didn't have that like switched off or something like i mean they did say in the uh in terminator 2 that's like the more time you spend around humans the more you learn so you know it could yeah but 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 yeah i mean they could, explained, they could have explained it a bit more but yeah explain it more yeah don't just pad around it like you know everything else was kind of fine like i actually as as ham as as not very well handled as it was this whole kind of thing with um with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator basically you know saying how he's been there for this family you know he looked after the this child he's been there he's been reliable all this I did like that I mean because that was that that was basically like recycling that bit from Terminator 2 well yeah it calls back (laughs) to Terminator 2 when she was basically looking at the T-800 and John and she was narrating over it I mean it's a bit tongue-in-cheek now but he was she was basically saying he'll always be there he'll never shout at him all this i did like that kind of parallel that was good it wasn't as perfectly implemented as it could have been but i liked it i you know i saw what they were going for there and i appreciated that at least (sighs) yeah i mean again it's like it's really weird it takes bits from all the other terminator movies and just doesn't do it as well there are there are like the the bones of a decent idea here it's just not done right and in service of what made the franchise great. What, what what my main question is when I left this when I left the the film yesterday, like what I was asking myself, I was just kind of asking like, what was the point? I was like, what what was the point of this film? It hasn't done anything. And what I what I will say on its behalf is that it didn't spend a lot of time setting up a load of sequels. Yeah, it kind of like hinted at Legion and that, but. You can kind of watch Terminator Dark Fate and just watch it. Like, with whereas where Genesis went wrong, it was basically setting up this whole thing. So Dark Fate, I liked how it was a bit more contained. I do like that. But again, it was just like, what, what was the point? What was the point in that? Yeah, well, I mean, you could argue that all the Terminator movies have kind of had a slight open-ended ending. Yeah. Just like, like one kind of... You know, had the bit where, oh, well, you know, she's pregnant with John Connor, so there's always a chance, you know, he'll grow up to be the resistance leader. Well, if you look hard enough, you can make a sequel to pretty much anything. So, yeah, but true. But I, I, I mean, yeah, Genesis was the one that had sort of like the most sort of sequel baity ending. Yeah, yeah. I will say this on Tim, uh, to defend Tim, Hill, Tim Miller. Uh, I think he did a really good job with the action scenes. I will say that. I, I in Deadpool as well. I think he's a really, really good action director. Um, a lot of action films are quite shitty these days with the, with the shaky cam and the quick cuts. Whereas the action in this was clean. It was like long takes, wide takes. Yeah, it was I mean, good I, to watch. I, I I will agree with that. Like, there's 
I mean, there were there were a few that sort of were kind of a bit shake, like quick cuts and shaky cam. Like yeah, maybe with like the hand to hand stuff with Mackenzie Davis and and that, which okay, you know, it was it wasn't too bad though. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, it it wasn't terrible. But and I have a suspicion like they were doing the quick cuts to sort of like avoid showing a like because this is like when she like first arrived in the past. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe it's a sort of modesty thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they don't show stuff like that. They can only do so much. Um, what? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of it, I guess. I kind of want to expand a little bit more on just some of the callbacks they kind of make in the film, where I was saying to you, yes, like yesterday, when uh, when Mackenzie Davis, she comes up to uh, Danny Ramos, you know, I'm using the actress's name and the character's name, but she was just like, come with me or you're going to die within 30 seconds or something like that. And it's just like, at that uh, for that line i was just like just say come with me if you want to live like just say it like i don't know why you would change it like you make well, a terminator like, film s- use s- the line use it it's it's your line to use it's a terminator film well it's kind of weird like so many so many like sort of like sequels and like legacy movies and stuff want to do a variation on like a famous line or yeah just just use it they, they i mean it's kind of I don't know, like, there are some movies that do the the line exactly, like, how it was said, like, previously. And, like, you'll either get, like, a slight chuckle or you'll sort of, like, slightly roll your eyes, like, oh, okay, this is this bit. But when you tweak it, it's kind of like, what's the point in tweaking it? We all know that you're referencing the other line. Just say the just other say line. It. Yeah, just say it. Like, But, like, Sarah Connor says, I'll be back. Like... In the like, and, it, and it's and it's not like in a throwaway. I'll be back. It's like a big I'll be back. Like, whoa! And you're supposed to at that moment be like, yes, fucking Terminator. And like, I don't know why they used that one, which was even like it didn't even come across right. When Mackenzie Davis in the moment, if she like, I was there. I was like, I was waiting for it to say, "Come with me if you want to live." Like, I thought she was gonna say it, and I was like, umped, because like the character was cool, the scene was fucking cool, and if she had said it, I would have been like, yes. But then like. Then the Hamilton says, I'll be back. And it's just like, I'll be back. It's just like, what? Yeah, not... she, yeah she was like, I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back. And she I'll be of... back because I'm fucking badass. It was like, what? And then she like comes down with this fucking a shotgun that just looked weird. Like she, Linda Hamilton was awesome in this film, really fucking badass. But when she had this shotgun, she was walking off with it. It was like this little shotgun. I was like, that don't look cool. I was like, you don't look cool there. You see, like, something else that I, I found sort of, like, kind of slightly inconsistent with the other one is that in Terminator 2, she, like, plugs a the T-1000, like, full of shotguns and, like, shotgun shells and, like, it barely does anything and she has to, like, wait and, like, Arnie has to turn up and shoot the T-1000 with a grenade launcher for it to fall into the, like into the molten steel for it to die. Yeah. But she's been apparently spent spending the past... Uh, 20 years just like mowing down terminators i'm like okay so like the the only way you can you could possibly do this and like survive is if it's just sort of like regular old t800 models and you've just basically you rock up with grenade launchers and you just basically like blow the you know the faces off yeah yeah that, that's it. I mean, they never actually say what kind of Terminators have been sent back. And I mean, you assume they're them. just T-800s, I guess. Yeah. That's like the but, only thing I can think of. But it's... But, I mean, I wish they would kind of explain that, that kind of a little bit more. Like, but they basically said, oh, yeah, no, uh, you know, Skynet sent quite a few Terminators back in time. And then uh, in Terminator 1, it was kind of explained because... I mean, to go back, like, Kyle Reese basically said, like, they found the portal the machines were using. He used it to go back. They destroyed it afterwards, so nothing else would get through. It was it was like explained. It was clean. Terminator Two, admittedly, kind of didn't explain like the possibility that it didn't say other Terminators could not come through. I guess, which you know, okay, fair enough. Well, um, um but it was well, just like well, I remember Carl Reese saying like, oh yeah, they blew they blew up the place. So it's kind of like, wow. So yeah, so in Terminator Two, you assume they rebuilt it. Okay, fine. I don't want to nitpick Terminator 2, but, you know, that's only fair. So they, they didn't really explain that too much. Like, did they rebuild one? Um, but, 
I just I don't like this idea where films come out what thirty years later almost at this point, and it's adding to events that have happened in Terminator Two that were not referenced in Terminator Two. You can't just say, oh yeah, by the way, in the last film they didn't just send one Terminator back. By the way, they actually sent quite a few. It's like no, you can't just say that. You can't. Like you really can't. And like you can say maybe like ten years later they they kept like. You could have done it this way, okay? This is this is like you could have instead of saying it that way, they could have said, yeah, every every two years, every three years, they sent Terminators back. Like they were never going to stop. Eventually, John Connor was going to get up, caught up to, and then when he was like mid twenties or thirty or whatever the fuck, he got caught up to him. Sarah Connor couldn't protect him on that occasion. Like they could have shown like through flashbacks, Sarah Connor protecting John from all these other Terminators, but then one finally got him. Like that would have been way more satisfactory, and it would have served the character a lot more rather than just yeah no one actually one you know they sent another one but they didn't know that and yeah got him. Yeah, I mean, like they could have yeah, like you know they've managed to survive like five or six Terminators. But yeah, then, how like... cool would that have been as like some sort of montage at the start of the film with the music playing and all this and Sarah Connor's badass. You could see G. Edward Furlong, you know, is a bit older. Yeah. I, all like, I, you know, I'm no, you know, everyone's a critic. Everyone's got better ideas than the filmmakers. You know, that's, everyone's got ideas, but that just generally is already a way better opening that serves the character and doesn't alter what they wanted to do with the rest of the film. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there who could probably, like, put together some sort of cohesive, like, third Terminator movie from clips from 3, Salvation, Genesis, Dark Fate. They could probably throw in, like, some bits from the Sarah... Speaking of... Speaking speaking of the Sarah Connor Chronicles, I'm fairly sure they nicked stuff from that as well. It wouldn't I, surprise me. Actually, no, 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 no. Um, uh, because Grace, uh, uh, Mackenzie Davis's character is probably closer to uh, Summer Glau's character from the Sarah Connor Chronicles than than the TX, because she's sort of like the female protector one. And yeah. I, I don't know how I. Again, I haven't watched the Sarah Connor Chronicles in like ten plus years, but there's this one scene where. Uh, he uh, John Connor's at school, he and he's going through like a metal detector, and Summer Glau's with him because she's supposed to be his like his sister, and then she beeps because they they're going through the metal detector and it's like, uh, what's going on? And then John Connor has to be like, oh, f- sorry, uh, sorry, officer, my sister, she had an accident and she's got a plate in her head. <laughs> so <laughs> like, so the the guard sort of like scans ahead and it's like, oh yeah, it's like I can see it's like. That's fine. Go on through. I don't know why, but there's that scene in like Dark Fate where he's he says, "Oh yeah, I've got like a metal hip because my tour in Afghanistan." It's like I don't know, and I remember that scene from the Sarah Connor Chronicles because of that. So it really makes me feel that there was no sort of like original ideas with Dark Fate at all. They just basically cherry picked ideas from previous Terminator movies and just smush them together, which just makes me think, you know, come on. It's just and, and this is the f- wait, what was it? The one, two, three, four. Yeah, this is like the fourth like sequel which does the sort of like time travel to past from the future, one protector, one person trying to kill the chosen one. And it's just like, do, do you remember when um, I sh- uh, we were making a joke about uh, that Tropic Thunder Scorcher thing with with the fake trailers at the start? Yeah, yeah. It, I, I'm I'm starting to get like those Scorcher like sequels with Terminator now. It's like when the world needed them most, he turned to one man, and it happened three more times. <laughs> It's like, but now this time it's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's frozen. <laughs> Scorcher six global meltdown. <laughs> it was. It really I mean, was. It's just like, well, 
I mean, pe- people go on about uh, it's not doing well because of sexist or misogynist or whatever. But fact of the matter is, it's not doing well because it's doing nothing new. Yeah, it, and it's, it's like coming off a film that only came out four years ago. And like, I mean, to be honest with you, like Terminator Three, Salvation, and Genesis, none of them were like massive blockbusters. Like even Terminator Three, you know. In two thousand and three, couldn't gross more than four hundred, like in f- like four hundred and forty million or something. So it's not like it was like this really like Terminator Two was obviously the biggest film when it came out, and you know that was ninety one. But like twelve years later, even Terminator Three couldn't become this massive blockbuster, and that had all of the goodwill in the world behind it. So it just just Terminator is just not that big a thing, and like I I don't know why people thought even giving it a 185 million dollar budget and they expected to recoup those costs no no chance like even terminator genesis as a as a quasi reboot and massive help from china yeah, okay yeah the reviews weren't great but it still again couldn't clear 450 million like what made anyone think that dark fate would like okay yeah james cameron's back but he's not back he's directing and people aren't stupid like you can't just say James Cameron, because he's not directing it. If he was yeah. directing it, maybe it would be different. But I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, um, I liked um, Elite Battle Angel at the start of the year. That film was fantastic, and yeah, and he produced that as well. And I think he's got a story credit on it as well. Yeah, but I yeah. think him and sort of like Robert Rodriguez sort of like were on the same page when when doing that. So obviously that's and it's technically sort of like a new film ip yeah it's like it's based on a manga and stuff but that hasn't been there hasn't been like a live action version of that property at all so that's you know like oh this is new this is slightly different let's go see it yeah whereas i i I like it i liken like the terminator movies to um, I guess the best way to describe it would be sort of like a one-hit wonder. But no, no, right, okay, not a one-hit wonder. Two-hit like two, wonder. Yeah, like a two-hit wonder. <laughs> but, uh, that like you know they've done really well for the first two, and then they they've tried some other things which they may not have necessarily worked. Like some people will like certain bits or like one over the other. Like for me, I, I'm a staunch supporter of Salvation, but. At the end of the day, they're not going to be like selling out stadiums or anything anymore. They're going to be like they'll be lucky to do like clubs and stuff. Yeah. So it's just like I f- I feel if they are ever going to attempt to do something with the Terminator again, they should probably just do like an animated TV show or something. Just, just leave it. I think just leave yeah, it or, or just or just or just leave it because I mean. I think I think the time's passed now. They've had, and I think yeah, they've had enough attempts to kind of do it and recapture the magic. And I mean, I, mean, I I know how they can recapture the magic for me, and I feel like for a lot of Terminator fans, I just feel like they just they 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 can't do it, and they've missed the chance to do it at this point. I mean, I mean people are drawing comparisons to the Halloween movie from last year, which um is supposed to that was awesome, dude. That was we... a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, um, and they, they they were basically saying how the one from last year sort of follows on from the first one and, and sort of like disregards all of them, including the second one, which is yep. supposed to be quite good. Yep. But the difference is, as weird as it is to say, horror movies kind of exist in their own sort of bubble because they're not like... like You, you will get like well-made stories in horror movies or like... Uh, and sort of like general terrifying moments and stuff. But at the yeah. end of the day, horror movies are basically sort of like just there as kind of like a quick, like they're, they're generally on like a really low budget. So like even if they don't do great, like, so, you know, 40, 40 million. Well, the risk is minimal for a, for a $10 million movie. Yeah. Like, it's like, you, like, ho- is, you ain't got to make much more back to get a profit. Yeah. Like, and you can take a little bit more risks at that point because you 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 know you know you're going to make your money back. Let's take some risks. Let's do some. Let's take a chance. Whereas this movie, it just played it so safe. I mean, 
you know, I'm someone who likes The Force Awakens, um, but over time, I've kind of looked back at The Force Awakens and thought, you know what, it's actually not that great because it basically just does everything from A New Hope, just changes the names around. And yeah, I this mean, film I mean, is the same. Like it, It's the same thing. It's just redoing what it's already done, just changing names and, and, and replacing characters with identical characters. Kylo and... Ren is Darth Vader. The, the First Order is the Empire. Snoke is Palpatine. Like it's almost laughable how much it copies from the New Hope. Um, I mean, people people joke about sort of like the Asylum doing like these knockoff movies of big blockbusters, yeah. but when big blockbusters are doing essentially quasi ripoffs of their own stuff, it's kind of like it's just like where does the line end? Yeah, because I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, like what you said about the Force Awakens, like I mean. I, I was I was mega hyped for the Force Awakens. I was like, oh, sick! We're finally gonna see like Han, Luke, and Leia again. This is gonna be like cool and like. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm assuming they're gonna like pass the torch to to some people. And I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be cool. This is gonna be cool. And then I watched it, and then I was like, what? And I'm like, this is. I was. And it was like, this is literally a new hope. It was like, there's a thing that's basically the Death Star. Kylo Ren's basically Darth <laughs> Vader. Snoke's basically the Emperor. I mean, I was like, yeah, okay, they've tw- they've tweaked l- little bits and bobs, but I think basically the same movie. Force Awakens kind of got a bit of a pass because it was the first Star Wars film in... 10 what, years or something? Over 10 years, and it was also, like, basically rebooting, well, for being a sequel to a film that came out in, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, that, you know, the original trilogy. So it kind of gets a little bit of a pass for being a little bit derivative. Yeah, because Dark Fate yeah, is following we... on from like recent sequels, like four years ago, the last film came out, and Terminator fans saw it. So it's like you're already fighting a losing battle, and yeah, okay, I guess they just wanted to kind of go back to basics and, and cover things. But again, it just goes back to just don't you know why? Just no point. Just leave it at that point. Like they Paramount, uh, whoever the studio is, they're gonna eat shit on this movie. They're gonna probably lose. Like the analysts are saying, unless it has really good legs. It's probably going to lose the studio around a hundred million dollars, and at that point, it's not. It wasn't worth it. The film wasn't. Is not worth losing a hundred million dollars. Like sometimes you get films that are big budget, they don't do very well, they lose the studio's money, but they tried something, like they did something new, and like the film was worth it. It was like worth seeing. Whereas this is just like. It isn't worth the money it's losing. Like if if Alita, I think Alita turned a bit of a profit in the end. But if Alita Battle Angel lost a hundred million dollars for the studio, you've still got to look at it and think that did something. That did something new. That was a, a a film that hasn't been made before. Like it was cool, original. Yeah, like I mean, I I wanted to go see Gemini Man just because. That's yeah. It's I mean it's trying to do something, isn't it? Yeah, like I mean, okay. Um... You know, it has similar story beats to other movies, but at the same time, it's different enough that, you know, it's like, okay, this is like, yeah, you can say it's got similar point, like story beats to, say, Looper or something, but, you know, it's different enough that it's, you know, it has a bit of a, you know, you have a bit of an interest to see what, what actually goes on. And yeah. I, I still, I still want to see it. Like, um, if it, if it, if I can get get it on Blu-ray for like a reasonable price, or it comes on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something, I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna go see Gemini Man. Yeah. But like, I genuinely don't think I will. Terminator One, Terminator Two, Terminator Three, Salvation and Genesis on Blu-ray, and I'm pla- I am planning on getting the Sarah Connor Chronicles at some point, but. I don't think I can be asked to get Dark Fate on Blu-ray anytime no, soon. No, I can't. Maybe when it's like on discount, I might get it. Um, yeah, like uh, I mean, it but... would have to be. It would have to be like five pounds or under, at least. Like if that, like I mean, I, I'm, I might not. I probably can't even justify five pounds. Like, well, okay, at the at the moment, I, I wouldn't be able to justify five, even five pounds for it. But I think that kind of sums it up in a way yeah. when you think if five pounds is a bit too much for something then it's really not that great <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um 
I think, well, that's it. That's an hour. I think we need to close it there before we drag too long. But, um, you know, I find Terminator Dark Fate hard to recommend, to be honest. It's a bit of a disappointment. It wasn't, I mean, not even a disappointment. I'm not, I'm just, eh, I feel nothing. I mean, I think the only people who could probably get something out of it are people who've never seen a Terminator movie before. Never seen a Terminator film, has no attachment to the original two, and likes action movies. As an action movie, this is perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, we need we need to wrap it up there. Yeah, I mean, I, again, the irony is for for a movie that's basically banking on sort of like legacy, the people who probably get the most out of it are people who have no attachment to said legacy. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe that they were, they were going for. They wanted a new audience, but then at that point, why bring back Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton at all? Uh, yeah. But I digress. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Yeah. Bye.